0: Yo, what is going on Cover 7 family, it is your host Mason Pierce and we are back at it again with episode 66 of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast and boys... We have a lot, and I mean a lot of college football recruiting news to talk about. Louisville made absolute history. Ohio State did the exact same thing, landing back to back five star recruits in two days. And then we also have some pretty interesting Arch Manning news to report about that is regarding possibly his commitment to Texas. And then once we get into the NFL side of today's news, we're going to talk about Rob Gronkowski, aka Gronk, officially retiring for the second time from the NFL. And then, we, and then finally, to wrap up today's episode, we will talk about Pittsburgh Pirates shortstop O'Neal Cruz making his MLB debut and some pretty interesting stat lines that he recorded in his first game at the Major League level. But anyway, guys, before we do begin today's episode, I do want to ask y'all to please make sure that you are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce on both of those platforms. If you love daily sports content or just love daily sports news, I highly suggest checking out both of those platforms. But anyway, guys, let's dive right into today's college football segment. And the first topic of today's college football segment is going to be regarding three star tight end Will Randall out of Isidore Newman High School in New Orleans, where his actual starting quarterback is current top 10 recruit in the 2023 class, five star quarterback arch manning now arch manning and will they've taken numerous visits together whether it was to alabama georgia and then most recently to texas and the most interesting part about this whole thing is that earlier on this week will actually announced that he would be committing to the university of texas and will be joining steve sarkisian in the longhorns which does raise the huge question will arch manning follow his you know high school teammate and join him down there in austin which is not really shocking because a lot of people mostly in the college football community as a whole believe that Texas is the best fit for Arch Manning if he wants a lot of immediate success. The only problem that that he would have if he did go to Texas is he probably would have to sit at least a year or two behind Quinn Ewers. Obviously, if Quinn Ewers lives up to the hype that he's been given so far this preseason... But a lot of people, obviously, his connections to Texas and the Texas coaching staff, it just makes a lot of sense for Arch Manning to go to UT. And the fact that his high school tight end just committed to UT – it kind is solidifying almost that he could possibly end up at Texas. But let's not forget that Georgia is still heavily in the mix to land him as Georgia has a huge hole at the quarterback position. As you know, Stetson Bennett, he will be starting a quarterback this year for the Bulldogs, but this will be his final year of college eligibility. So they're gonna need someone to immediately fulfill that quarterback position after this season. And obviously the fact that Arch Manning is in the class of 2023 just makes so much sense cuz possibly he could end up going to Georgia being a starting quarterback for one of the biggest college football programs in the country or you know riding it out sitting out a year at UT and then being a starter during his true sophomore year so it will be interesting to see how this whole Arch Manning recruit recruitment situation goes but a lot of people are saying the betting odds are probably going to be on UT landing him and it definitely makes a lot of sense why he could possibly end up at UT and I mean, pretty much his high school teammate just committing to UT, who he's taken multiple visits with, just makes a lot more sense for Arch Manning to end up down there in Austin. Now, that is it for the Arch Manning side of today's episode, but let's talk about Ohio State and just some insane pulls that they've just gotten just in this week alone in back-to-back days regarding two five-star wide receivers who are are top 100 recruits in the country, but the first five-star wide receiver that ended up committing to Ohio State happened on Monday in the form of five-star wide receiver Carnell Tate out of Bradenton, Florida in IMG Academy. So obviously, IMG Academy produces some of the best college talent in the whole country, and Carnell Tate was obviously one of the highly touted kids coming out of the 2023 class now the interesting part with carnell's recruitment was a lot of people were expecting him to end up at tennessee due to the fact that he really enjoyed his visit at tennessee and obviously josh heupel's offense would just fit him absolutely fantastic as josh heupel's off offense at tennessee is very pass heavy kind of similar to mike leach's offense the air raid type so it made a lot of sense for carnell to end up at tennessee but due to a switch of heart and obviously being an Ohio State fan growing up throughout his whole childhood, it also did make a lot of sense for him to to end up at Ohio State. Well, on Monday, he finally had four schools, the finals to land him, which were Notre Dame, Tennessee, Ohio State, and LSU. And he made his commitment, and he ultimately decided to end up committing to Brian Hartline and the Ohio State Buckeyes. And you're probably wondering, why are you saying Brian Hartline? Wouldn't it be Ryan Day, the head coach of the Buckeyes? Well, Brian Hartline is just... Arguably the best or one of the best recruiters in all of college football, the amount of five star wide receivers and offensive talent that he has brought into the Ohio State program is something that not even a lot of head coaches can possibly do because here's just a few, and I mean this is just a few players that he has brought in during his tenure as an assistant on the Ohio State um staff. Now, the first couple wide receivers I want to talk about go by the name of Garrett Wilson, who just got drafted in the first round by the New York Jets. We also have Chris Olave, who just got drafted in the first round by the New Orleans Saints. We also have first round pick in the 2022 draft at the wide receiver position, Jameson Williams, who was originally committed to Ohio State before he ended up transferring to Alabama for one season last year. And then also now in their current wide receiver room, Ohio State currently has Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was a top 100 recruit in the class of 2021. They also have a sophomore Marvin Harrison Jr., who is the son of Hall of Fame wide receiver Marvin Harrison, who was also ranked as the number thir- 3 overall wide receiver in the class of 2020. And then to top it all off, they have junior wide receiver Julian Fleming, who was ranked as the number 3 overall wide receiver in the class of 2020. So... Yeah, I would definitely say that Brian Hartline has had a huge impact to this Buckeyes just recruiting staff as a whole, and even Carnell Tate would go on to say in an interview that, quote, Coach uh, Hartline is what made Ohio State right for me. His development is very important to me. I know he would help me help develop me into a first-round pick and a great receiver, end quote. So obviously the players that end up committing to Ohio State are very high on Brian Hartline and, you know, buy into the message he gives them when he's recruiting them. So it's not a shocker at all that Carnell ended up committing to Ohio State because, I mean, you could arguably say that Ohio State right now is technically wide receiver U because, you know, a lot of these colleges nowadays are saying like, you know, like Iowa, you know, with them producing George Kittle, T.J. Hawkinson, they could be considered tight in you. And then also you have like LSU who produces a buttload of secondary players and cornerbacks and guys like Derek Stingley, Tyron Matthew, they could be called, you know, cornerback U or safety U or whatever you might have it. Ohio State has a legitimate argument when they call themselves Wide Receiver U just due to the fact that they keep recruiting all of this elite talent and then putting them as first-round picks in the NFL. So, anyway, congrats to Carnell on committing to Ohio State. And just congrats to Brian Hartline and Ryan Day for absolutely just exploding onto the scene. And, you know, they weren't done literally on Tuesday they decided, you know what, we're going to go out and go get another five-star wide receiver. And this came in the form of five-star wide receiver Brandon Ennis, who was ranked as a number 18th overall player in the class of 2023 and comes out of Plantation, Florida, most specifically out of American Heritage High School, which has produced a buttload of NFL talent. But anyway, Brandon was highly kind of recruited mostly to USC and was kind of looked at as pretty much a lock to go to USC, but... He announced on Tuesday that he, that he will be joining the Ohio State Buckeyes and just continues to add to an already impressive Ohio State 2023 recruiting class both the commitments of Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis puts Ohio State's 2023 class as number two, only trailing behind Notre Dame, who also has had an amazing recruiting class next year. So once again, I just there's not words that I can put into how amazing You know Brian Hartline is as a recruiter, and I think a lot of colleges are going to look to him possibly to hire him as either like an OC or defensive coordinator, just simply due to the fact that the ties he has in recruiting—it's just insane. I mean, just absolutely insane. So. Expect only Ohio State to continue to dominate when it comes to offensively recruiting, and even defensively, they've done pretty good. They went out and got Oklahoma State's former defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, and even got former Oklahoma State starting safety Tanner McAllister to transfer to Ohio State with Jim Knowles. So when I seriously tell you that Ohio State definitely should not be looked down for these next couple seasons, especially with how weak the Big Ten has been, in recent years, I mean, besides Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State, there really hasn't been another strong opponent in the Big Ten, especially like a Ohio State who just absolutely has been utterly dominating the Big Ten as a whole. So it's going to be really interesting to see. And, I mean, national championship is not far-fetched for these Buckeyes who continue to dominate the whole recruiting cycle as a whole, whether it was the 2022 class or even this 2023 class, which obviously they will probably end up getting the first overall ranking in that class because when you're pulling back-to-back five-star wide receivers in a two-day span, it's only going to continue to go up from there. So huge shout-out to Brian Hartline for what he's being able to do to get all of these super-talented kids to to buy into Ohio State's message and, you know, eventually make these guys first-round wide receivers, which he's already done with guys like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jamison Williams, despite the fact that, you know, he didn't stay with Ohio State his whole career, but initially he was with the Buckeyes. But anyway, yeah, I just... It, I'm just. I really can't believe the fact that Brian Hartline was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm. Go, I'm gonna go get two of the best wide receivers in the 2023 class, and gonna make. And I'm gonna make them both commit to Ohio State in back-to-back days, just to further my point that Ohio State is wide receiver. You. Anyway, guys, the next news that I want to talk about is regarding five-star running back and currently right now the first overall ranked running back in the 2023 class Ruben owens now reuben owens was originally committed to university of texas for decommitting due to the fact that he just wants to be able to reopen his commitment and you know make sure that he's making the right decision for his college career which i mean i completely understand but anyway just a list of the schools that were you know heavily trying to get him were alabama ohio state texas usc and just many more schools were trying to get the number one running back in the 2023 class well after coming off a pretty impressive visit to louisville reuben owens decided to absolutely shock the world because after announcing that he would be going on an unofficial visit to TCU on Tuesday, he decided, you know what, screw it, I'm going to make my decision right now. And on Monday night, he decided that he would be committing to the University of Louisville, only becoming the number two recruit in Louisville history, only trailing longtime NFL running back Michael Bush. I, I did not see this one coming at all. I mean, Louisville, they've already had a pretty solid 2023 recruiting class. They're currently number 11th in the country After landing a couple four-star recruits and quarterback Pierce Clarkson, they also went out and got top 60 player DeAndre Moore at the wide receiver position. They also got cornerback Aaron Williams, who sits at the uh, number 140th ranked player in the country. And they also went out and got his teammate Jalil McLean, who is also in the top 500 out of Inglewood, California. So Louisville is absolutely dominating as well in recruiting. I mean, we saw Clemson just in the month of June alone, they've just exploded onto the scene. And now that we're seeing Louisville kind of do this as well, could we see a one-two type fight between the Cardinals and the Tigers for the ACC? Because, I mean, if Louisville continues to rack up these types of recruits, and, you know, even Pierce Clarkson went on to say that they should expect that Louisville as a whole should be able to expect another highly touted recruit to end up committing to Louisville. I mean, the sky is the limit right now for this Cardinal team, who had a pretty disappointing 2021 season, and they're absolutely looking to bounce back, Especially in the 2023 campaign, 2022 will probably be another seven and five, eight and four season. But 2023, they're absolutely looking to explode onto the scene as they just went out and got the number one running back in the class of 2023 in Ruben Owens. So, I mean, I just I completely did not see this happening at all. I expected TCU to possibly be a huge, you know contender to land him because he even said that tcu made him feel like a king and you know it felt like home for him and you know not just bias as being a tcu fan but i legitimately felt and a lot of other scouts around the whole country felt that you know tcu would probably end up landing him or alabama georgia tennessee whatever sec school they could possibly land him but he decided to end up going to louisville as it felt more at home and just felt like more of a family culture. And, I mean, I, I can't blame him. You want to be somewhere where you feel comfortable. And, obviously, he's going to get a lot of playing time at Louisville considering the fact that he is, you know, a top 50 player in the class of 2023 and the number one running back. So, just, you know, congrats to Ruben for making his commitment to go to Louisville. And, congrats to Louisville for getting one of the best players in the class of 2023. Now, guys, we are not even... Well, we are kind of close to being done with the college football segment, but we still have a solid amount of rec- of recruits that finally made their commitments, and this next recruit that I want to talk about is regarding four-star defensive end Tamarian Parker. Now, Tamarian Parker is a six-foot-four, 247-pound defensive end coming out of Phoenix City, Alabama, so huge frame, obviously, at the defensive end position. I mean, that's just absolutely solid. And rightfully so. A lot of SEC schools, which included Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia, were highly trying to get this kid just due to the fact of the raw potential and talent that he does bring to your defensive line. Well, on Tuesday, Tamarian announced that he will be joining the Penn State Nittany Lions. Now, the Penn State Nittany Lions, they've had a sneaky good class of 2023, as with this commitment from Tamarian, it puts him as the 7th ranked class in the class of 2023, so pretty decent. They've gotten six four-star recruits and eight three-star recruits in this class, and I mean, they're only going to continue to add on. And it's kind of funny to think that a lot of these Big Ten schools have kind of had some sneaky good recruiting classes so far. And I know Penn State's not going to be a school that's going to get talked a lot about, but they also have the potential to be a pretty solid contender in the Big Ten, possibly going up against the big guys like Michigan and Ohio State. So pretty solid pickup for the Nittany Lions. And then our final commitment news of today's college football segment, this is going to be regarding four-star linebacker C.J. Allen. Now, C.J. Allen... Is a six foot one, two hundred and twenty pound linebacker from Lamar County and is ranked as the number sixtieth overall player in the class of twenty twenty three. So a really solid recruit, and obviously a lot of SEC schools are going to target this kid, most notably Florida, Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama. Now his final Uh, finalists for his commitment were uh, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee and Auburn. Now CJ announced on Monday that he would be picking the Georgia Bulldogs so Georgia once again they have also had a very solid recruiting cycle. I mean just this past weekend they went out and got another five star and Even CJ would go on to say that his commitment, there was no question about where he wanted to go. In an interview with 24-7, he said that, quote, I wanted to be a man of my word. I promised Tennessee and Auburn, too, that I would take those official visits, and I did. I just knew where my heart is and where it has been, and that is with Georgia, end quote. So, I mean, Georgia's just attracting a lot of these defensive guys, and rightfully so. I mean, they had, I think, what, five defensive players Get picked in the first round of this past year's NFL draft, so a lot of kids are going to want to go to Georgia due to the fact that their best chance, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is going to be at Georgia with Kirby Smart. So, huge pickup for the Georgia Bulldogs as they add a little bit more depth in their cornerback position. So, I mean, I if I'm if I'm any defensive player right now in high school and I'm wanting to find a school that's going to be the best for my future, I would go to Georgia or Alabama or LSU because those schools, if you were elite and obviously you work hard and you are, and you play fantastic, you're going to end up being a first-round pick or, or mid-round pick at those schools, depending on how good you are. And Georgia, rightfully so, is one of the best defensive schools in all of the country. And that's why you're going to see a lot of these kids committing to Georgia, just due to the fact that their defense is one of the best throughout the whole country. And even with Dan Lanning going to Oregon, I still think they will have a top-ten defense just just the sheer talent they have so anyway cj allen a four-star cornerback commits to georgia now guys that does wrap up today's college football segment and i mean when i told y'all that we had a decent amount of recruitment recruitment news to talk about i mean we did let me know what y'all's favorite part was I, my favorite part was probably reuben owens just shocking the world and committing to louisville over a lot of other power five offers that he did get so Once again, I mean, Louisville is going to be a very sneaky good team here in a couple years. So if you're looking for a team to buy stock in, I highly suggest buying stock in Louisville. Anyway, guys, let's transition over to some NFL news. And the first NFL news that I want to talk about is going to be regarding former New England Patriots and Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski. Now, Rob Gronkowski, who has already played 11 seasons in the NFL, you know, nine being with the New England Patriots and two being with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is insane to think about because I still remember, you know, a young Gronkowski breaking onto the scene and absolute, absolutely dominating the NFL. I mean, it's just really cool to see where he's gone. And, you know, during his time in the NFL, he's currently a four-time All-Pro and four-time Super Bowl champ. So he's got definitely a lot of accolades and it's pretty much solidified to be a future Hall of Famer. But Rob Gronkowski did announce on Tuesday via his social media that he would be officially retiring from the NFL after 11 seasons, which... I mean, I don't blame him, you know, whether it's his body or anything like that. He probably is just wanting to call it raps, and I would not be, you know, I would not be surprised at all if he ends up pursuing a career in the TV industry due to the fact that he's a very entertaining person to watch. I mean, if you've ever seen T- uh, Rob Gronkowski on any type of TV show or advertisement or whatever you might have it, he's really funny, and he's just a, you know, really entertaining Really entertaining guy to watch and obviously Gronk and, you know, the Gronk Spike is pretty much a huge icon. So besides all of that, though, congrats to Rob Gronkowski on an amazing NFL career and obviously a future in the Hall of Fame. Now, will he be a first ballot? Probably not, but he will 100% end up in Canton and will become a Hall of Famer. So congratulations to Rob Gronkowski and I hope you enjoy retirement. But also, guys, let's not forget that this is not the first time Rob Gronkowski has announced his retirement from the NFL because he did that a while back. You know, Once Tom Brady officially was pretty much gone from the Patriots, he retired. Then Tom Brady brought him back from retirement to join him down there in Tampa Bay. So don't be shocked. And even Adam Schefter said himself... Don't be shocked if we could possibly see uh, Rob Gronkowski end up back in the NFL if Tom Brady calls him midseason and they need some more depth at the tight end position. So I do think that Rob this time will probably end up doing the most he can to stay retired. But don't be shocked because, once again, Rob Gronkowski is only 32 years old. And I know, yes, 32 is not old at all. But in NFL terms, that is getting up there in age, especially for the tight end position where you are taking a lot more of a beating. But, once again, Rob Gronkowski just always a – Excuse me. Rob Gronkowski always just seems to amaze us, and I wouldn't be shocked. You know, kind of what Tom Brady did, where after 39 days he ends up unretiring. But, anyways, congratulations to Rob Gronkowski on an amazing NFL career. And, you know, just enjoy some retirement, Gronk. Don't party too hard. Don't, you know, do any of the crazy antics that you always end up doing. Now, guys, the next news I want to talk about is regarding former NFL quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick just announced his retirement, I think, about a week ago or so. It obviously was in one of our episodes. But Amazon Prime and Ryan Fitzpatrick announced that Ryan Fitzpatrick will join the Thursday night football crew as a pregame analyst. and. I mean, fit, once again, Ryan Fitzpatrick is kind of similar to Rob Gronkowski, where they're both very entertaining guys to watch, and they're kind of iconic for their own, you know, similar things. You know, Rob Gronkowski, he has a Gronk spike, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick was also known for having that mountain man type beard, and, you know, kind of just having a really good sense of humor. So luckily for all of us NFL fans, Thursday Night Football just got even better with Ryan Fitzpatrick joining the squad as a pregame analyst. But anyway guys, that will wrap up today's NFL segment. Not too much to talk about, but definitely Rob Gronkowski and then Ryan Fitzpatrick joining the Thursday Night Football crew was some pretty cool news and once again Rob Gronkowski, I hope you enjoy retirement. Obviously, I love, you know, being able to grow up watching you and Tom Brady dominate the NFL and then with Ryan Fitzpatrick, definitely will be a great personality for TV. Anyway, guys, let's transition over to our final segment of today's episode. And this is mostly just going to be surrounded about the MLB. Now, Pirate Shortstop, O'Neill Cruz, who is one of the more highly regarded prospects in all of baseball, who has had an astounding six foot seven at the shortstop position, is super talented, but he does come with a lot of, you know, not I wouldn't say necessarily issues, but some things that do need to be worked on because his slash line at the um, AAA level was 232, 336, and 422, and obviously at the AAA level, when you're one of the more highly sought-after rec- uh, prospects, is not very intriguing, but obviously the sheer talent is just, you can't deny it, so once the Pirates called up O'Neill Cruz to make his debut on Monday, he absolutely showed off why the Pirates did that, and funny enough, O'Neal Cruz actually had some pretty interesting statistics in his first game against the Chicago Cubs. Now I'm just going to read off some of these not in any particular order but just read them off to y'all. O'Neal Cruz had the hardest throw by an infielder in MLB this season at 96 and a half miles per hour throwing to first base. Now if you want to see the highlight of this it is on the official TikTok of the cover Seven with Mason Pierce uh, podcast and boy when I tell you that thing was like an a laser. I mean, he threw it right on the dot. Threw it, you know, not overbearingly hard, but did it with enough velocity, velocity that it gets there before the runner gets to first. So, I mean, once again, his his defensive skills are absolutely just undeniable. But he also had the hardest hit ball of the year by a pirate, which was at 112 and a half or 100, 112 and a half miles per hour. And then he also had the three fastest sprint speeds of the year by a pirate at 31 and a half miles per hour. 30.7 and 30.3 so once again just O'Neal Cruz absolutely showed out for the Pittsburgh Pirates in his first game at the major league level and only continue to him to improve this you know pretty much lackluster Pirates team and finally give them a spark that they've been needing all season long now Cruz did finish the game going two for five with two runs scored and four RBI so pretty solid stat line for a rookie in his first major league game And, yes, technically it isn't his first major league game, but he only did play two games last season, which was only about, I think, nine at-bats. But he did end up hitting his first big league home run during those two games and also ripped a single that left his bat at 118 miles per hour. So, dude has a lot of potential and just raw talent that a lot of teams probably would be, you know, drooling at the mouth to get and obviously the Pirates are super happy that they've got O'Neill Cruz because in my opinion I think he's that spark for a Pirates team that really needs it and could finally get them obviously the Pirates aren't going to make the playoffs so they probably won't for the next couple years but definitely with O'Neill Cruz and Key Brian Hayes on the left side of the infield the future is definitely looking bright for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, guys, our final news of today's episode is going to be regarding the New York Yankees. Yes, everyone's favorite MLB team. Now, the Yankees have been off to a historic start to this season as they finally became the first team this season to reach 50 wins. And their record currently is 50-17. and 17. Now, there's only been... About a couple teams since 1901 to win 50 games before losing their 18th. And a couple of these teams are the 1912 Giants, the 2001 Mariners, the 1939 Yankees, the 1902 Pirates, the 1928 Yankees, the 1907 Cubs, the 1998 Yankees, the 1955 Dodgers, the 1929 Athletics, the 1904 Giants, and the 1913 A's. So, yeah, they joined some pretty elite company. Just, I mean... I, the pitching for this team has been so underrated this season. I mean, Nestor Cortez has absolutely exploded onto the scene. Luis Severino has been pretty solid. Jordan Montgomery has been pretty solid. Jameson Tyon has been pretty solid. And Garrett Cole, is, he had a kind of a slow start to the season, but he's finally getting on a roll. He almost had a no-hitter against the Tampa Bay Rays on Monday night where he recorded 12 strikeouts and a 7 and a third innings. So definitely a solid start for the New York Yankees' ace. But anyway... The Yankees become the first team this season to reach the 50-win milestone and currently are sitting, what, 33 games above 500, so... Yeah, I think if the Yankees had any potential to win a World Series championship, it would definitely be this year with this team because just all around, whether it's defensively or offensively, they are looking very solid. Aaron Judge could potentially win the AL MVP. Jose Trevino has kind of been a breakout player for the Yankees after the Rangers traded him to New York a while back at the beginning of the season, so... The Yankees are looking very dominant and could be looking to potentially make the World Series. But anyway, guys, that will wrap up today's episode. I hope y'all have enjoyed this episode as I know I've enjoyed making it for y'all. Before y'all do head out, if you do really feel like, and once again, I don't mean to continue saying this every single episode, but if you do feel like upgrading your support to the podcast, Anchor.com has a monthly supporter program where you can pay $4.99 a month that Allows me to be able to better the quality of the podcast, be able to eventually give y'all some exclusive perks as monthly supporters, and then even to give some giveaways out when we do reach certain milestones on the platform. But anyway, guys... Once again, it's not required. I don't expect anything out of y'all. I just thank y'all so much for being able to listen to the podcast, whether it's a like, comment, rating, whatever it might be. Thank y'all for all the support that y'all show on a consistent basis. And once again, guys, I will see y'all back here on Friday. Make sure that you watch plenty of sports for me. Take down a lot of notes, and I'll be right back with y'all to report a lot more news back here on Friday. So take care, guys, and enjoy the rest of y'all's week. Peace.